could have kids pod Welcome to Kids Pod, the podcast where kids get to ask adults the questions they really want to know. Nothing is too rude to ask. You send in your questions and our adults will give the kids the answer they want to hear. Father Greg is a Catholic priest. Today on KidsPod, he's going to answer your questions about why there is so much gold in churches and why he chooses to do his job. Hi, my name is Greg. Some call me Father Greg. I'm a Catholic priest and I um, work in a jail at Bathurst and I'm a jail chaplain. Um, My work is to take care of the prisoners and the staff there uh, by listening to them and um, doing prayers and things like that. And um, Catholic priests usually uh, do such things, but um, the main special thing that a Catholic priest does is to say Mass, also known as celebrating Eucharist, which is a special church um, prayer um, where we offer bread and wine um, which is what Jesus asked us to do at the Last Supper. If you would like to support KidsPod to allow us to make even more episodes, you can make a one-off donation for as low as $5 at ko-fi.com slash kidspod. That's K-O hyphen F-I dot com slash kidspod. There's no obligation, and KidsPod will continue to remain free for all. But we want to keep KidsPod going strong well into the future, so we really appreciate any support you can give. From all of us at KidsPod, thank you. Hi, my name is Ted, and I am seven years old, and my question is, what colour is your church? Thanks, Ted, for your question about the colour of my church. Um, I'm a jail chaplain, so I don't have a um, a normal church like other priests, but we do have three small chapels in the jail, and they're part of the um, jail building. The colour on the inside of the walls is mainly white, and uh, the outside of the building, the old part of the jail is uh, red because it's made of bricks and the new part of the jail is grey because it's made of cement. Thank you. Hi, my name is Josh and I am 10 years old. Why are there usually so many candles in churches? Thanks, Josh, for your question. It's true, there's often uh, many candles in churches, uh, although some churches may not have any or many candles, but certainly in the Catholic Church, which is my church community, there's usually many candles. Uh, the most important candle is the Easter candle, which is very big and is lit for the first time 
around Easter Sunday, and it represents uh, the risen Jesus. And uh, there's also candles on the altar and other candles. Their general job used to be to um, provide light because there were no electric lights, and so when the people had to read from the Bible or other books, they needed the candle light to help them to see if it was at night time. There's also an idea that the um, a candle represents the presence of God. And um, you might find in some churches, if people have a loved one who has died, they might go to a certain place and light a small candle in memory of that person, which is a, a symbol of their prayer and their memory of their loved one. Thank you. Why is there so much gold in churches? You're right that um, some churches do have a lot of gold inside, or at least uh, gold colour inside. Um, if you go to Europe, then one of the um, styles of design and architecture many years ago was the um, Baroque style. And that style is one of those that has it's very fancy or very decorative. And so some of the decorations and objects in a Baroque church would be um, covered in gold paint or even uh, gold leaf. And um, you might also find that some churches are very plain or simple and don't have so much design. Um, for example, I think the Lutheran churches are often a more simple style. Uh, the reason that some churches have gold colour or gold objects um, is usually to show the people's devotion. They would think that they know that God is very precious and so they try to put something precious in the church to fit with that or something very beautiful because um, that is a way of honouring God. Um, yeah, so when you see the gold candlesticks or the gold-coloured uh, cup or plate on the altar, um, the idea is not so much the gold itself but uh, what it represents or um, who it's trying to give honour to and that is God. Hi, my name is Tom and I'm seven years old. How do you get your money? Thanks, Tom, for your question. It's true that priests, like any other people, need a bit of money to survive. Um, with Catholic priests like me, we, um, we don't get married. We have to stay single, and so we only have to support one person, but still we do need something. Uh, normally, um, the Catholic priest is in charge of a parish or a worshipping community, and then on Sunday they have their main gathering um, for Mass or worship. And uh, normally they have two collections taken up. A little plate is passed around or a bag passed around the people in the seats, and then they can put in some donations and uh, normally the first collection is taken up to support the the priest who is looking after the parish. And then the second collection is taken up to buy things for the church itself or the community. For example, the church might need a new microphone uh, where the person does the readings from the Bible or certain things like that, maybe putting a new roof on the church or such things. But the first collection is... Um, to support the priest. And then um, another thing is that 
some priests belong to orders like me, religious orders, and in that case the religious order um, can get some donations from different areas and then they put all those bits of money together and then they try to um, distribute the money fairly according to what each, according to what each person needs. Thank you. Do you have a crystal cabinet and anything in it? In the house where I live, we do have a crystal cabinet, or at least um, something like that. It's a little cabinet with glass doors, and inside I think there are some crystal glasses, um, special glasses that look nice and they have the cut glass. But also there's some um, cups and saucers with um, fancy designs. We don't really use the um, the glasses or the cups, but I guess it's just there for show. Or maybe if someone, um, maybe if we had some special visitors, we could give them a cup of tea from the um, from the nicer cup. So yes, in answer to your question, we do have a crystal cabinet. I guess it's an old-fashioned thing, and um, I guess um, even though our house is fairly new, we do have that old-fashioned. Um, Crystal cabinet, like you say. My name is Isabella and I'm 11 years old. How do you become a priest? Well, you become a priest by um, being ordained by a bishop. And um, before the bishop ordains anyone, they have to um, be sure that the person is a suitable person. Um, so then you, to, to prepare yourself, you have to... Um, uh, pray and think think yourself individually if God would like you to be a priest and if um, you would like to vote, devote your life to this work and then if you say yes to those questions in your heart then you go to a place called the seminary which is like a small university for training priests and you um, study things like the Bible and uh, how to preach and um, things like that for six years and then you also have one year of practical experience in a parish and after the seven years you um, ask the bishop if he would ordain you and um, if he says yes then you have a special church ceremony or mass and um, during the ceremony the bishop will um, put his hands on your head and pray for you, and uh, he will also put special holy oil on your hands, and then um, at the end of that mess, you are you are a priest from then on, every day of your life. Thank you. Why did you want to become a priest? I wanted to become a priest um, mainly because I thought it was God's idea that he that God would like me to be a priest. Um, and I came to this idea by um, saying prayers and also um, through different experiences. Um, God's call usually comes um, somehow through people, through the community. And two people who um, influenced me, one was a man called Brother George, who I used to help uh, when I was in high school. And he suggested priesthood for me, and I, I thought about it more then. And also, um, my dad always had a great 
um, love and um, respect for priests that he knew. And so um, because of my dad's respect for priesthood, that also um, influenced me to see that it was um, a good thing to be. And, um, yeah, so that was some of the reasons. Thank you. If you didn't become a priest, what other job would you do? If I didn't become a priest, um, probably my favourite job would be um, to be a farmer. Uh, my dad was a farmer and um, I used to always enjoy helping him, for example, to, um, <clears throat> you know, making fences and um, rounding up the sheep and doing all those things we do on the farm and I guess being out in nature a lot of the time, out, outdoors, I, um, I enjoyed that work. Um, I also got trained to be a teacher before I got trained to be a priest, so maybe I would have been a teacher for a few years as well, but my favourite job would be farmer. Thank you. Hi, I'm Sophie and I'm nine. Do you get angry when babies scream at baptisms? Hi Sophie, thanks for your question about baptism. Uh, it's true that sometimes babies scream or cry loudly at the time of baptism, but um, I don't get angry. I would have baptised uh, lots of babies because that's, that is allowed in the Catholic Church, and a few of them were crying and screaming, but I didn't get angry. I just waited for them to stop, or um, maybe sometimes their mother or father can... Um, maybe um, take them for a walk or something so they can uh, settle down. How do you feel when you marry people even though you think they shouldn't get married? <gasps> it's a good question because um, deciding to marry someone is a big decision and um, it's possible that someone could make a mistake with that decision. And um, in my experience I have... Um, done marriages for, or done weddings for um, quite a few people, um, especially in Rockhampton where I worked um, in a big church where it was it looked nice, so people were often um, having weddings there. I didn't find any that I thought shouldn't get married because in the Catholic church the couple has to go to a um, special place to do a... Um, pre-marriage course so then they can um, have some education about the different areas they should um, think about first before they really decide to get married. I did have one or two couples who changed their mind. They started to prepare for a wedding and then they thought about it more and they decided it wasn't a good idea. So I was happy then that they'd taken the decision seriously and change their mind um, before the wedding day. I would like to know if you get to say cool words like hallelujah. Yeah, I, I agree. Some words like hallelujah and others um, are very cool. Um, there's some words like that that are um, in different languages like hallelujah and amen, uh, words that come from uh, Hebrew. And then there's other words sometimes used in Mass, 
or church ceremonies, like um, when we ask God to forgive us, um, there's a um, some words, two words, uh, Kyrie eleison, which means Lord have mercy. That comes from the Greek language. And then me, me being a member of the Catholic Church, um, the Roman Catholic Church, we have a lot of um, words from the Roman culture, and that language was Latin, is Latin. So, um, uh, yeah, there's lots of things you can either say in English or Latin in the Catholic Church. Normally I prefer English, but it does sound cool sometimes to use the Latin. And there's some really beautiful um, uh, religious songs or hymns in Latin, like um, Regina Chaley is one, and another one is, um, oh, I forget the other one, um, but anyway, there's some really beautiful um, Latin hymns that you can sing sometimes. Um, I sometimes help at a boys' school, and they have a um, song called uh, Vincentius, which is about St. Vincent de Paul, because that's um, uh, the religious order who has looked after that school for a long time. So yes, um, there's lots of cool words I can say. And um, even in English, if you read things like the gospel during Mass, I would say that um, all the words in the gospel are very cool too, even though they're in English. Thank you. Did you know that KidsPod is now on YouTube? We are looking for partners to work with us on KidsPod TV episodes right now, so get in touch. Search for KidsPod TV on YouTube to watch. To send us your questions for future episodes, contact us at amychan.com. We also ask that you please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes of KidsPod. And to help other people to find us and spread the word, we would love it if you would give KidsPod a five-star rating and share our link with your friends. KidsPod was created by Amy Chan, intro by Nikki Strauss, cover art by Glenn Strauss. If you like this episode of KidsPod, you might also enjoy episode 108 about wearing a Muslim headscarf with Dr. Susan Carland. Special thanks to Father Greg, Ted, Josh, Tom, Isabella and Sophie. This is Harry Phillips. Thanks for listening.